Warning, the following podcast is conducted by trained professionals. Any attempts to replicate opinions given in this production may result in serious physical and or mental disfigurement. Viewer discretion is advised. Tis a gift to be simple. Yep. Tis a gift to be free. Yeah. I'm your host. With me, you know, again, is Matt. How are you doing? I was doing okay, and then he started the show, so now we're here. Well, watch it, okay? Well, you know, I'll, yeah, I don't think I will watch it, you know. After last week, you know, I gave my honest review of this movie that I liked. Okay, and that's what the point of the mm-hmm. show is, to give reviews. And and then Luke just, he went crazy, and he's talking about getting me off the show. Um, I'm sh- I'm sh- I think he's trying to find somebody, but I mean, you know, who else is going to host this with him? So here I am for another week. And that's it. Matt pulled some legal bullshit, something about the contract when it first started the show, and he weaseled his way back on, you know, thin ice. We can't. The Club we Penguin can, game. We, Watch it. We can't change hosts every time there's a disagreement because that's not a show. That's not a show at all. Well, that's that's how you reach equilibrium. Well, okay. Let's just get into it. Okay, I don't. They don't need to hear this. Let's just let's just start this. Just start the thing. You know, after last week's shit movie, I was down in the dumps. I was thinking. Should I even go on with the show? Is it worth it? Are there even any good movies left in the world? And then I saw the Ewok Adventure, Caravan of Courage. And it all, you know what? It brought me back up. It brought my spirits back up. And I'm I'm loving movies again. I'm excited to watch movies again. This movie saved me. Mm-hmm. It's what Star Wars should be. Mm-hmm. It's fun. Mm-hmm. It's family friendly. Yeah, I'll agree with that one. It's cute. Well, and by God, maybe up there with Star Wars seventy seven. Um, yeah, maybe a couple pegs that I would I would say like you know, uh, if Star Wars seventy seven is like a five bag movie, then this mm-hmm. one is like um, significantly less bags. So, like a five bagger as well. Um, less. Kind of same. Less. Wait. Okay. Wait. So, like, you mean if Star Wars seventy seven is like a five bag uh, out of ten movie, this one's like, or five out of five, this one's like less than ten. Or what are you saying? It's you know it. it Star Wars seventy seven is a great movie. We can all agree, and you know, so yeah. imaginative. And, yeah. you know, the production value is incredible. It's such an inspired, um, you know, blending of so many different elements from popular culture to make its own mm-hmm, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. its own franchise. You know, so many elements have entered pop iconography. It's, it's really an amazing yep. feat in filmmaking. Uh, this movie is not mm-hmm. that. Well, it, not exactly that, but it's it's like that. Well, not really. What do you know? Okay, so basically, you know, the story is about Mace 
and his sister Sin- Sindel. You know, we all know them. <laughs> or we don't. Go b- rewind the rewind. Wind the clocks back a year. Rewind them a little. Okay. That what <laughs> what's what's the movie about involving these characters we don't know and we don't like either. Get a load of this guy. Uh, so Mason Sindel, first name basis only. You don't need to know their last name. They um. Uh, they lose their mommy and daddy. Uh, which they love very much. They make it very clear throughout the movie they love their mommy and daddy and miss them. So I, you know, you have a mom and dad. I, I have a mom and dad. Everyone has a mom and dad. So, you know, I get it. I can really empathize with them. I'm, I'm, they, I've never they, seen Lucas start coping before <laughs> the review has even started during the synopsis. Yeah, you're right. I do. You know, I do love my mom and dad. And we all have... A mom and dad. Yeah. Well, maybe you have a mom and a mom, or a dad and a dad, or maybe you have two parents. Maybe you don't. I don't know. Uh, but we've all we've all been there. We've missed someone before, and they miss their mom and dad, their mommy and daddy, as they say. Um, you know, they get picked up by some Ewoks, and then they look for their parents. It's a good time. Uh, they get picked up by Wicket, who you'll remember from uh, Revenge of the Jedi. Yeah, we got Whittle and Itchy and Lumpy. They're all back, and they're you know they're helping out Sindel and Mace. I think at the beginning of the movie, Sindel was sick um, with some unknown. You know, I've been sick. You've been sick. We've been there. <laughs> I've been there. Yeah. Ha- Am I wrong? No, you're right. I think uh, most people in the audience can empathize with being ill. And the movie really is a journey of Mace dealing with the racism. <laughs> you know, he doesn't like Ewoks. He calls them rug face or something. Or you know, it's basically the Ewok N-word. And it's a journey. It's an adventure, an Ewok adventure. Um, to, you know, find their mommy and daddy and end racism. <laughs> you know, nerf herder is our word. You could say nerf herder. Nerf herder. Yeah. Um, so, is this the worst movie of all time? No. Okay. That's what I'm going to nope. That's what I'm gonna say right off the bat. I know people were really waiting to see what I would say about that. It's not the worst movie ever. It's not the worst movie we've reviewed, and it's not even the worst Star Wars um, movie we've reviewed. I'm I'm liking what you're putting down. Um, that's like most of the good stuff I can say about this movie. I can tell. Well, okay, like I, you go. You tell me what's good about this movie. Tell me right now, because I'm gonna say a few things, and it, it's gonna be short. The things I have to say that are good about this movie. Soundtrack's killer. One thing I'll say, I don't know if you noticed it, there's this one song that they play throughout the whole movie, well, a few times throughout the whole movie, um, and it sounds, like, eerily similar to the Star Trek theme. And I know I bring the show up a lot, but this time it's legit. It sounds, like, three notes different. Like, it goes, like, da-na-na-na-na-na-na-na. Like, they just changed it a little bit, but it's, like, almost identical. And, 
like I didn't notice it. Then Caitlin said, "Sounds like a Star Trek theme," and I was like, "Hmm, mm hmm, yeah." It's like almost one to one. Um, I don't know if that was intentional or not, because you know this movie's about racism and dealing with you know overcoming your 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 bigotry and that's cool so maybe they got some influence there i don't know but otherwise soundtrack's great i mean oh gosh where to start there's so much good um the spider <laughs> looks pretty sweet um they went for an unconventional look with the spider and i think it really played off there's a spider prop um and like it um has kind of like a humanoid head and two eyes and then I, like it looks good all that's good um good special effects there's this like giant it looks good uh the ewok costumes look good the acting's good what there's, there's what uh let's rewind what was that last part the acting's good okay we'll talk about that later continue the jokes are on point cinematography's <laughs> good the set design's good <laughs> what's funny <laughs> Uh, nothing. Finish. Finish. Uh, what else? Uh, what, like, directing's good. <laughs> um, <laughs> the credits at the end of the movie were good. Uh, Mace was good. I love Mace. And, uh, I loved all the Ewoks. And, um, I liked when Mace said, um... Where are they, and why is why is this on this thing? I like when Mace like would just save the plot, or what what the audience is thinking, because that really brings me into the movie, and I can kind of insert myself into Mace. Like I want to be in Mace, and you know, so that was good. Um, what else was there? Um. Again, you know the racism themes are strong. You, you didn't mention the script. It's so it's such a strong script. It's a strong script. I like in movies. This is a thing, a, a sign of a good script. When they have objects, they present objects like a magic wand or a rock or whatever, and they're like, "Hey, you're a traveler, take this on your journey." And then that very specific thing they gave them has an ultra specific use. Almost as if they knew they were going to encounter this thing, and you know this is its counter. I love, I love that. You know that's so, like it's so genius that they would set something up early in the script with a payoff for it in the in the end. You know, and, and I, I that was you. great to see. Uh, was that? I feel you. Yeah, it's it's just it just shows foresight. You know, like that. Like how did they know? How would that Ewok know? How? It's crazy. I don't know. It's just masters um, at work here. What else was good? Um, I like when they say mommy and daddy uh, 37 times. Mm -hmm. um, oh, man. I mean, I, I can definitely relate. When I was a kid, I used to say mommy and daddy. So that's re that's a relatable. We've been there. Yeah, that's relatable. We've been there. Yeah. Oh, and lastly, I know I could go on and on, um, but I really like how they taught the Ewoks English and never the other way around. They never tried to figure out Ewokese. Um, 
they would just say words very slowly and very loudly so that they'd understand. Like, you know, we've been there too. Your dog's begging at the table and you say, hey, uh, Kirby, stop. And the dog keeps begging. We've been there. You know, you say, Luna, um, go pee pee. And they don't <laughs> listen. We've been there. Uh, we all have to speak slowly and very strongly. And like, boom, boom, boom. One, two, three, four. We've been there. We've been there. We've been there. You know, this is a relatable movie. It's a good time. Ten bags. It's so hashtag relatable that I mm-hmm. I was t- tempted to post the whole thing on Facebook uh, with the caption, this is literally me. But <laughs> I held back uh, due to copyright, uh, unfortunately. But yeah, you know what? Um, so this movie kind of sucks ass. I'm gonna say, <laughs> I'm gonna say what's good about the movie. So you touched on a couple of things that I actually like. You're right that the costume and the set design, set design is like for the most part pretty good. The Ewoks were actually kind of impressive because it looks like I expected a huge downgrade quality rise from Return of the Jedi. Like they would just have like the cheapest Ewok costumes, but they look good. I don't know. They look the same to me. I'm I'm pretty sure it's the same costume. So if they recycle, the only one I like, I know I recognize Wicket and like that Elder Ewok, mm-hmm. like who's supposed to be the oldest? I remember I recognize those two. The others, I don't know, but I'm I'm sure all of them were recycled. They they all look good. They're convincing. I guess props to the actors as well because they do a pretty good job of you know. There's it's it's actually like I was actually like very impressed, and I guess this is also something I would be impressed with. with Return of the Jedi, but I don't know. The Ewoks feel like creatures. They don't feel like dudes in suits like a lot of other you know creatures in movies do. You know, call back to Dark Star, um, with whatever the fuck that was. But the Ewoks are done pretty well, and you know, even like the, I guess the voice acting is pretty decent. They just they have their own language, and sometimes they repeat these words. But uh, and I guess they they're all overdubbed, and you can kind of tell that. But like you know, it for the most part is pretty good. The Ewoks. In the Ewok Adventure, uh, retitled Caravan of Courage, the Ewok Adventure for limited theatrical releases. They're convincing. Okay, that's good. Some some of the sets are decent. Like the huts and their village, it all looks pretty good. Although, um, this movie, and I mean, if, if, if Star Wars 77 didn't have the budget to get, you know, more than a guy in a wolf mask, I can't blame them too much, but this movie just has straight up animals from Earth in the Ewok. <laughs> the rabbits? There's rabbits. They have alpacas. I saw a pony. They just have a ferret. They have an owl. It's just all. I mean, you know, you can't. <laughs> it's you can't all. They can't all be like you know Star Trek where, you know, they couldn't afford the horns on the head of the dog, I guess. But they didn't <laughs> even really try which is i don't know like that that like semi broke my immersion because when i saw like an alpaca i knew this wasn't indoor anymore i knew it was california in the in the redwoods but it is what it is um what else is good about this movie um the burl ives acting uh yeah uh the burl ives narration is pretty good i mean it's just burl ives you know being burl ives his voice is so comfy you know uh, his narration is very, it's very sparse in this though. Uh, he gets maybe like total like 10, 12 lines in this throughout the film. Gives it a nice storybook feel for what is a very, very, very simple movie. 
And uh, you're right about the score. I didn't notice the Star Trek thing. I could have sworn that like near the beginning of the film, a couple notes of it were like interpolating some of the Star Wars John Williams stuff. But it actually does mm-hmm. its own. It separates itself well, and it has its own score. Particular, like there's a one scene um, where the music underscores this kind of fun scene where after the caravan is you know parking for the night. Uh, they meet these wisties, which is with the things that mm-hmm. the Ewoks have in their little bags that they spin around. That was a good scene. Uh, that was a good scene. You know, it's it was it was the bright, happy music. Actually, really reminded me of John Williams, like not necessarily from Star Wars, but like something from like his Home Alone stuff or something. But that was good. Mm-hmm. Uh, that's about it, though. That's all I can say. Unfortunately, good about this movie. Um, well, yeah, you don't want to parrot my points. I get. That. I don't want to parrot your points. Let's talk about the acting. Um, mm-hmm. There isn't that many human characters in this. There's four, I think. Yep. yep. And two of them only have like five, six minutes of screen time. And they're both adults. Uh, the the yep. unfortunate part for the audience is that the other two are children. And they are child actors. And they are bad at their jobs. The Mace. Excuse me. Sindel. Look. Okay. Sindel. She's a little kid. And one thing with little, little kids in movies is that, like, you can, there's almost, you can almost, almost ignore the bad acting just because it's the charm. And, you know, they're little kids, so they haven't developed any talents yet. Also, because little kids talk kind of weird and, you know, just say dumb things. So that's possible. They say dumb things and act weird. Like, that's, I like, I was watching the movie and I was like, uh... Should I critique her? Like it's so hard because kids do just act weird. Yeah. Like I don't know. Like they'll and they'll just say annoying things and they'll repeat them over and over because that's what little kids do. So like you know, it it it's nothing to write home about. She's not getting an Oscar for the performance, but it's it's serviceable. Mace in this movie, uh, unfortunately, he doesn't get a pass because he's at least like eleven years old. He sucks ass. Okay, he's terrible in this movie. His deli- the line de- line delivery terrible. Okay. The dialogue doesn't help because the script is bad and all the dialogue is bad. I get that this is a kid's movie, okay? But, you know... Yeah, it's a kid's movie. Chill st- out. <laughs> but Star Wars is a quote-unquote kid's movie, okay? That movie, I can... I love that movie. You know, 77, I love that movie. I can watch that. Respect your intelligence. This is the biggest problem with the movie is that it is so, so, so simple, so rudimentary, so basic... <laughs> Okay, there isn't even that much to talk about. It's just the most bog standard kids movie. It's like the kids movie that they show to special kids. Okay, I it's so it's too. I can't, man. I can't. This movie, I checked out mentally maybe seven, eight times watching this movie because you know they'll meet a problem, and of course it's a basic problem. Like for some reason, May sticks his hand in a in a tree. <laughs> when he sees a creature in it and then they have to free him and you know that's all that's the whole fucking movie is that they they're just do they're just going to somewhere and then something happens and then ah and then the ewoks help out and then they go wow thanks ewoks you know maybe you guys aren't so bad after all i i didn't finish what i said about the acting his lines are just so... They're delivered so poorly. I, I was going to write down a bunch of the poorly delivered lines. It's just nearly all of them. There's a couple of moments where, like, he's doing something semi-convincing. You know, the death scene near the end of the film, they pick up this guy 
they pick up this guy on the caravan name. I, I can't remember his name. Shaka Khan or some shit like that. He's a Ewok, but he's Mr. Strong Ewok. He dies. And I almost felt something during that scene. Almost. Chuka Truck. Is that his name? Chuka Truck? Yeah. Sure. He dies. And then he says, no, don't die. No, you can't die. Oh. And then they move on. Um, so the acting is terrible. And, you know, the Ewoks... The Ewoks in this movie, they're not, like, annoying or anything, really. I think they're okay. But I... <laughs> there's a distinct movie moment when I was watching this movie and the number one thing it reminded me of not another Star Wars movie but the Minions movie because that's how the Ewoks feel like sometimes they feel like the 80s version of the Minions Banana. they're just they're just cute little guys they spout nonsense they run around they bump into each other you know cartoon sound effects play and <laughs> slide whistle and kids clap their hands and go yay and uh, they can't carry a movie, okay? And they especially cannot carry a movie when the two actors that they're carrying the movie with um, are little kids that can't act and they don't say anything mm. interesting. Um, so that's a big problem, unfortunately. Uh, uh, yeah. The di- I hear you. I hear you. <laughs> it's just like, oh, as a movie, as a kid's movie, it's just so ridiculously basic. Like... They wrote the script in a week. I just know it. Less than maybe. There was no care put into it. So it was just like... This is the whole plot, okay? And you can summarize it because... Super simply. Because there's just, you know, brief scenes in the middle to fill up time. But it's just... This family is crash-landed on this planet. The parents get captured. The kids meet up with the Ewoks. They spend 60 to 70 minutes with the Ewoks. They go to the cave that their parents are in with the monster, and then they free them, and then they leave. And that's the end of the movie. Um, Let me tell you Star Wars. Uh, they go blow up a Death Star. It's that simple. Nice try, buddy. <laughs> nice cope. It's that easy. <laughs> Don't even go there, bro. You know what? Maybe, you know, maybe you're right. Maybe if I go back and watch Star Wars, it'll also be an absurd movie for children. But I'd hope not, because I did not enjoy this uh like very much at all let's talk about the spider so <laughs> let's, let's talk about it there's a couple of spiders let's talk about all the special effects number one um <laughs> i'm just watching the scene with the spider um so there's this giant there's a giant um which is like okay except when it's obviously the green screen mm-hmm but, you know, sometimes things look weird in real life, too. Mm-hmm. So, it gets a pass. Then, there's this weird, big, like, hog that chases them. Um, that all looked bad. <laughs> and then they shoot at it, and then a total of, like, seven sparks fall from it. And that looked bad. Um, Do you mean in the forest? Yeah. And they hide in the tree. Yeah. Yeah. You know, the problem with that is that initially I was like, okay, this doesn't look too bad. Like, it just shows a side view of the model and it looks okay. And then they cut sometimes to just to show that, you know, it's actually there and this isn't just movie magic trickery that, oh, it's running behind them. But they do it so that the monster 
is stop motion and it's clay and the claymation on it's kind of bad like it's so obviously clay yeah and it's the model's not that good and it's green screened on like you know it's juxtaposed with the characters on screen that doesn't look good either um yeah but things look bad in real life so i'll give that a pass okay and um yeah and then there's that thing in that scene which is just so great where mace tries to strangle this creature in the tree (laughs) and like it has nothing to do with the scene but we've been there we've all been sidetracked and he sees this little thing in the tree and then yeah he goes to kill it and then it's this big it's actually a big thing which looks nothing like the original thing he grabbed and um that looked good and then uh yeah the whole movie's good yep the, the whole movie's good and oh and the giant of course how could i forget the giant's okay you know uh decent design he he looks like a mashup of like a lot of characters that i've seen but he, he looks original enough you know the scenes where and i'll give them credit you know we're talking about the poor use of scale i guess with this weird claymation rat monster the opening scene in which the parents are looking for the kids in the night and then uh, what's the creature called the gort is that it gorax the gorax when the gorax comes crashing through the tree that looks pretty good that's pretty convincing he's like yeah. he's huge um and they even have a scene where he has like a he has like a table or something that he sits at. that's kind of cool reminded me of like the bfg or something but yeah that's all right the big fucking giant or... yeah the big fucking giant um but that's like it i mean the oh the wisties look good i think the wisties look kind of good yeah the yeah. scene in which you know and the wisty scene that's like the kind of the highlight of the movie to me that's the that's the stuff they would show in the trailers and then they'd have like an uh a happy pop song in there and you'd mm-hmm. see it roll before a pixar movie um but that one that scene is great or well it's not uh, i won't go that far i guess it's pretty decent and the wasties are cool because they're they're two dimensional, but it's and it's not like convincing, convincing. But they did a nice, they took a nice artistic liberty there, because the way they move is kind of choppy, and they're very cartoony. But you know, he holds it in his hand and it's doing funny things and it's making faces. That, that was kind of a cool scene. Uh, if you wanted to closer look at the wasties, because I think the wasties are in Return of the Jedi, right? I know the no, they're not. No. Where are you serious? Yeah. Where are the wist? I guess I only know wisties from this in Star Wars Battlefront. Then. Uh. Are they in Battlefront? Yeah, and Ewok. There's a mode called Ewok Hunt where you're a stormtrooper at night, <laughs> and you hunt Ewoks, <laughs> and it's like a horror game because the Ewoks, you know, you have a flashlight, but it's limited. It's like slender. And then the Ewoks throw... Oh, really? Yeah, they throw wisties, bags of wisties at you, and then they're like killer bees. What the fuck? I can't believe they're non... I swear to God, I've seen them in something else. No. Okay, well. Uh, wisties are cool. That's that's cool Ewok lore. You know? And then they just put them in bags and throw them at people like bombs, but... And, and they eat giggles. And they giggle. And... Yeah, so the wistie scene was nice uh in terms of effects that's like it the rest of it they're just walking around california redwoods well they're walking around endor 
but okay. Apparently, this was filmed not that far away from uh, Skywalker Ranch, which is kind of cool if you like if you've seen the movie Fanboys. You ever <laughs> seen the movie Fanboys? I have. You want to talk about Fanboys? Uh, ten bags. <laughs> that's that's extremely generous. <laughs> I would I would give Fanboys. You know what? I give it. I'd give it ten out of five bags. I'll say that's what I was. Really. Yeah. Yeah, you know what? Yeah, I don't know if it's that good. Well, you know what? What Fanboys has that this movie doesn't is uh, a competent actors. That's a big thing. Guys, well, you can't if uh, you can't if you if two of the actors are the only actors and they suck, the movie is already dead. The movie's already dead. Because I Well, Mace kind of looks like Luke, so it's chill. He's <laughs> He does. He kind of looks like Luke. I, I guess, you know, he's just a Luke Skywalker. He's just doing a Luke Skywalker impression. It's poor. Although, you know, some people might say, some people who don't like Hamill's performance in like the first hour, some, they might say that that's pretty faithful adaptation. Uh, but he's wearing like an orange, he's only, he's wearing like the flight suits. Did he fly? Yeah. <laughs> Maybe they crashed on that planet because he was flying the cruiser. That's my theory. Doesn't he say something like that? I, I don't remember. <laughs> I uh, I like how the emotional climax of the movie where, like, Mace and Sindel are talking and he's like, I want to be the best kid there ever was. Like, I'm going to always listen to my parents. I like how that was, like, two-tenths of the way into the movie. And then in the next scene, he's just being a brat and not being the best kid ever. That was so, that and, was so uh, weird. That's so human. That's so human. Glad, We've all been. I was there. glad you mentioned that because that that moment where they're at the campfire and they're having like a, oh, I'm scared, and it's like it's gonna be okay. We just gotta be strong. That's like something you feel that like comes at the second act of this movie. I I, I can't talk about pacing because it's all pretty dull evenly all the way through. Um, but if you're curious, this caravan of courage doesn't start until halfway through the movie, and the first half of this is very very dull. Because it's well. Have you seen the Fellowship of the Rings? Okay, uh, the Fellowship I, of the Rings. I'm glad you mentioned that because I was thinking about the Fellowship of the Ring, and this is not the Fellowship of the Ring. This is like it's better. You're right. It's better. This is like Fellowship of the Ring, uh, and it's better because you know it's got characters we actually care about. Who gives a fuck about Frodo and and Gandog and whatever the fuck those and Bingo. guys and and Bing Bang and and Schlippy, they're all they're all dumbasses who cares sindel and meso wow incredible this is like <laughs> it's like fellowship um but even fellowship can make scenes of walking semi-interesting because at least the vistas are nice they're too scared to show any vistas in this because they might actually accidentally show some you know sacramento hippie out in the bush uh, tripping balls or something to keep it tight on this there's like a little mount there's like a mountain that they're going to of course um and you sh they show shots sh they show shots of that but that's that's like it i kind of wanted like a cool zoom out shot from the helicopter where we see them and then they play rusted roots send me on my way you know what i mean you um, guys know that song here's one bad thing i'll say about the movie at the beginning of the movie um Dinky is on his glider flying around. It's Deej. Sorry, Deej. And um, 
he sees someone obviously like it's clearly someone just holding a mirror and then they shine a light at the camera mm-hmm. and i was like okay and then they they it's it's he goes to it and it that's when we find like sindel or whatever mm-hmm. and maybe i'm forgetting it but like why did someone just shine a mirror at the uh, camera? What was that? that? What was that supposed to be? That was supposed to be like, ooh, it was the shiny spaceship, and it's and it's shining in the sun. I'm gonna rewatch that scene right now because I swear <laughs> to God, it's just. I'm okay. I'm putting it on. <laughs> I'll put it on too. Dink- Dinky is flying around, and. Yeah, there's just a mirror on the ground. <laughs> okay. Let me see this. Let me see this. Uh, it's a bow that. Um, Timestamp it for me. It's it's right at six forty. If you're if you have a, have your Blu-ray open. I do have, uh, I do have my official Blu-ray copy here. Uh, okay. This hang glider is pretty cool. I don't know. They, <laughs> I don't know if you noticed, but they just abandoned it. Yeah. Which, I mean, I... It's kind of, again, like Lord of the Rings. Like, well, why don't they just fly there? Straight up, though. Why didn't they take the eagles to Mordor? Why didn't Deej just load up the hang glider and take every take the caravan, you know, of courage? Make it a caravan in disguise. Yeah, so that is very clearly a mirror. Uh, like I said, though... <laughs> no, no, no. I, did I say that was a mirror? I, sorry, I didn't mean that. I meant that it was very clearly the spaceship... Uh, gleaming in the sun <laughs> and um one other thing uh i had a prediction about this movie i was wrong i uh, they do this running joke i think three or four times where something kind of happens and then one of the ewoks says uh beach and um obviously it's supposed to be like buck or dang damn it dang dang, dang. it's dang uh we don't swear and there are children listening to the show lucas please sorry sorry and i had a prediction that sindel was gonna do something like she was gonna poop her pants or something cute (laughs) and then she was gonna go ah beach at the end of the movie and all the parents would like the parents would be like what and all the ewoks would be like (laughs) and it would be like a funny moment that didn't happen so i'm gonna just my bad. Yeah, and you know, that's kind of the beauty of the movie. I thought it was so stupid. or Well, and that was my bad. Like, I thought it was so basic that it would just do that easy joke. But no, they went for the hard-hitting uh, jokes. And they didn't do an easy one like that. And I'm, you know, I'm happy about that. You know what? I had a mid-movie prediction as well. Because that's what you do in a movie that you're not engrossed by at all. Is that you just start to speculate about plot points without following the plot that's in front of you. Uh, remember that yeah. scene where they all get their thing, you know, they all get their special quest item uh, in the in the weird pentagram that they have in one of the huts. Yeah. And Mace gets yeah. a rock. And, of course, he's like, this yep. rock is stupid. This rock sucks. Yep. How come, how come yep. that guy got, you know, the sword of chaos and I got a stupid little rock? So right away I knew that the rock would be significant yep. uh, because this movie's for literal babies. Yep. Um and then he throws well. He throws the rock on the ground, and then I think Wicked picks it up. And yep. then later they get to where they need to go, and they're like, "Hey, man, do you have that rock?" 
And he's like, uh, you know what? Left in my other pants. It's okay though. Wicked had it. There was a thing inside of the rock. Yep. Because the rock was actually a container. This is so stupid. And then they use that thing to get into the lair. Um, why? Why did they have it in a rock case? It it's so like you learn that even the most unimportant things have hidden super weapons inside of them. Oh, okay, I see. Okay, you know what? Now that you say it like that, uh, that's pretty. You know, that's pretty good. That's clever. My prediction though was that the at the it was just a rock, uh, and that at the end of the movie there's gonna be like some pivotal scene with the monster, and we're just gonna throw it at the monster. And then it would have killed him. Basically, what he does with with Shaka Khan's axe there at the end of the movie, where he just he puts it in him and it, it kills the monster permanently. That's what I thought he was going to do with the rock. And I was thinking, you know, that's it's very cliche, but it would have been almost funny. Uh, no, it didn't happen. I I thought um, he in his blind racism, he was just going to beat one of the fucking Ewoks <laughs> to death with the rock. The best best part of this movie is the prejudice that Mace and Bloodthirst that he displays at any turn. Uh, the opening scene is him like getting ready to line the Ewoks on the wall like a firing squad. Uh, <laughs> just you know, terminate them with extreme prejudice, no question asked. That's the kind of guy that the rebellion needs to recruit because they need someone with some cojones to get the job done all right like i thought it was going to be a cane situation where he just bludgeons one of the fucks to death <laughs> like maybe widow or or uh, wicked that's in the director's or... cut <laughs> which i'm dying to see i i also love like two of the weapons like the art the MMORPG weapons that they give them yeah. or have any use. Sindel um, just gets a candle um, that she uses to be a candle for a scene mm-hmm. when they had a fire going, so her candle actually had no use. Um, two of the Ewoks just get hats or something. They just get cool <laughs> hats. Um... Then one gets like the magic axe, which counteracts the magic pond, and I think also has another use. And the rock had um, this magic rock inside that pointed to where this guy lives. I don't know why uh, they had that and then hit it, but yeah, you know, again, that's good writing. And um, the axe, I guess. I really don't. I don't know if the hats had any purpose, but um, they were cool, though. Yeah. They were cool. I mean, when you they were cool in an MMORPG, you open up the box. Sometimes you just get a cosmetic. It is what it is, right? Yeah. Yeah. So. Um. Yeah. But yeah, this movie was good. Yeah, I I'd and, agree. Um, yeah, really good movie. Uh, the spider in it was awesome. Something about the spider. Like how um, the legs didn't move, or any part of it move, or um, how you could see it being held up by strings, or oh, sorry, it does move. Um, uh, okay, I'll give move. I'll give the movie credit. That was like the the most. That was what I expected all of the effects to be like. It's just glaringly cheap, like dollar store shit. So it impressed me in that regard. Okay. Wait, is this? They had a spite a big spider in. Lord of the Rings. Is this just a Lord of the Rings ripoff? Uh, 
Maybe. I don't know. I would say that, you know what? I think Peter Jackson ripped this movie off. I can see the inspiration, and it's heavy. Yeah, actually. You know what? Now that this did come out first. Well, the books so... the books came out first, but nobody read. Well, no one, no no one, one read, read the, uh, Lord of the Rings. No, fucking... no one read that shit. Like, I'm going to read a thousand pages of Frodo eating soup and <laughs> walking and I mean, you know, kissing oh, Sam. I need a, Move on. I need a third breakfast again, though. Uh, we need to stop and rest <laughs> for a minute. And then Tolkien describes a, a twig for 25 pages, talking about its beauty and, and the lore that it has in Middle-earth. It's just bullshit, man. Fuck reading books, by the way. Fuck reading books. <laughs> this movie also does another thing I love, uh, where... Well, I, I'm not going to be sarcastic. This one sucks. Uh, it's about the spider, too. Um, the spider <laughs> clearly f- falls to its death, and then two seconds later, it's back. Different spider. Um, oh, maybe. That's his brother. <laughs> yeah. And then in the... Okay. <laughs> they should have made this movie about the spiders. Yeah. You know what? You fixed the movie for me. Alright, it's back to a good movie. Thank you. It's his brother. Should have been Cobweb of Courage, a spider adventure. (laughs) Defeating these, like, prejudiced fucks that just stood and stamped all over his web home. You know what? The initial scene when the first spider drops down, I I actually kind of laughed. This is my only laugh of the movie. (laughs) When he just swings at it, like it was a pretty clean stroke of the knife there, and he just goes, whoosh, and then it just goes and just falls into the oblivion. This dollar store prop they got that's pretty funny. Uh, well, I hope you know the mom spider kind of dealt with those two losses as well. I'd like to see, I'm hoping, um, in the sequel to this, they address that, and that's that would be a really interesting. You know, sort of motif is the consequences of the hero's action in the first adventure. You know, like a wrath of Khan. Exactly. Yes, as something that you know really deals with the repercussions of of the adventure lifestyle when you go and you face enemies and and sometimes you leave behind widows and fatherless children. You know what what's going to happen when the time comes to pay the toll and you know revenge takes a side yeah well i'm ready to go to bags <laughs> well i'm i'm not done this is there's a lot to talk about here okay uh all right hold on a second um i like his gun prop that looks like an ak-47 where they took the clip out what why didn't they stole if they stole the ewok costume they couldn't give them another like a, just another blaster Nah. And you know what about this movie is Luke and I, we both, I think we both can agree that in new Star Wars, it is a little bit too much. When there's too many cameos, there's yep. too many callbacks, the universe yep. feels small, they, yep. they bring back you'll be dead guy and his butt chin buddy. Yep. What's the point? Yep. May- everybody has to know everybody. Maybe, maybe one of those would have been nice in this movie. You know, maybe a little something, something. Well, it's not the Luke Skywalker not the Luke... kills a guy with those laser sword, okay? Well, I know it's not that, but like, how much cooler would that have been than this? You want Billy D. Williams to appear and he's and he sells out the Ewoks to Gorax? Yeah, and he says, "I'm sorry." That would that would have been pretty sick, you know. Just throw a, just throw a Wookie in there. 
throw a throw a fucking a tauntaun in there. You know, yeah, tauntaun would have been nice. Darth Vader in there. He's cutting guys up. You know, better than them riding horses, maybe. It'd be chill, and it'd be like it would have it would have brought me back to the movie because you know at the twenty five minute mark I was just completely disassociated. There was a point in the movie where I was like, "Wait, what are they doing again?" <laughs> and then, and the best part is that any time you tune out, you can tune back in, and you know that oh, they're still just going to this place, like Lord of the Rings. Yeah, exactly, like Lord of the Rings. The, okay, that right. this and this is my last thing. This is the Lord yep. of the Rings of Star Wars. Boom. Put kind of like the Dark Souls of Star Wars. It, honestly, yes. This is the, the Dark Souls of Star Wars, and this is the Lord of the Rings of Star Wars, and because of the music, this is the Star Trek of Star Wars. So put that in your pipe and smoke it, Mister Lucas. Um, yeah, I said it earlier, I'll say it again. Uh, ten bags for this movie. It was a good time. Uh, honestly, I I got nothing bad to say about this. It's, I, you know, I was going to say it doesn't reinvent the wheel, but it does. And I, I think the, the impact uh, from this movie will be felt for generations to come. Five out of five bags for this. Yeah, I'm going to say this to the haters. If it's so bad, why did they make a second one? They've never made a sequel to a bad movie, so you're right. Have you heard of Dread 2? Didn't happen. What? Uh, you mean Judge Dread 2? No. I mean Dread 2. Yeah. With Carl Urban? So you're saying that movie is bad? Well, I'm, not, I'm saying it ain't this. Hey, I'll agree with that. Um, next week we're doing, um, we're doing, uh, the Royal Tenenbaums by Wes Anderson. So, uh, you know, get ready. I said it before we started the show. It's going to be like a bird watcher and Matt said he's going to meet a plumber and they're going to kiss at the end. And one of them's going to. One character is going to be like a closeted homosexual or something like that. Is, I think this is our first Wes Anderson movie that we will be reviewing. Yeah. Uh, let me just double check that just to make sure. Yeah, that's... That is... Yeah. The first one. And it's the first one that was a big hit for him. So. And it's got, it's got um, Bill Murray in it, so I'm already deducting a bag right away. <laughs> I'm deducting three. Oh. <laughs> Hopefully it can recover from this, but, uh, yeah, I don't know. Uh, you want to talk about WandaVision? Yeah, um, as if I wasn't disappointed enough this week, uh, WandaVision comes out and puts out another shitty-ass episode. Yeah. Uh, right, what happened in this episode? So, this episode, they're doing, they do an early... They do an early 2000s... No, this one is a late 2010s. It's like... Okay, so they do... The Office, Modern They do family. an Office, Modern Family then. They do the parody like shit. I guess they gave up mm -hmm. at this point. Because when they were doing the 50s and the 60s stuff, it was like, okay, you know, this is like... This feels right. I can't confess to 17 a lot from that era, but it was passable. They do a 2010 send-up of like Modern Family in the Office, but they do it bad. 
Okay. So yeah. that's just the part that I usually like is done bad in this episode. They don't do they don't have really any effective jokes, maybe a couple. But it's such an easy format to mine comedy out of. I was so disappointed. Um, and then, of course, there's all the stuff with the S.H.I.E.L.D. and the FBI stuff. And, of course, that's a huge load of garbage. I want to shout out the actors in this. Um, Randall Park, he's okay. Cat uh, Dennings, uh, she's whatever. Who plays Monica Rambo in this? Who's that? Um, the black lady. I don't know. Yeah, she's pretty bad. Uh, I'm going to be honest. She, She's always overacting yeah it's so everything is so dramatic um it doesn't look good because she's probably going to be like the supporting actor and whatever they do for captain marvel 2 the other garbage garbage we, we are we doing spoilers yeah yeah i'll i'll spoil let's let's just go right to the end here so the here's the two big things number one is that monica is getting powers from going in the thing Dude, Four. when I saw that, I was like, "Oh God, I'm done. I'm done." First of all, what a I don't care. What a horrible, horrible contrivance to set up another movie. Okay, <laughs> like, just so shit. lazy. Number two, their way of showing that she's getting powers is she gets blue eyes. It was like a super same level up or something. What it, the fuck? Holy it's, shit. It's, I'll see, is this a joke? What? <laughs> and then... <laughs> well, the bad guy's purple eyes and Wanda has red eyes. Come so on. So stupid. And then um, the big reveal is that Agnes is actually Agatha Harkness, um, who nobody knows. I have no clue no, who that Nobody is. knows who that is, but people will pretend... Oh, I know who that was. <laughs> I read comics. I know who that was. Nobody cares about that. That's like when I saw the ending of Infinity War or whatever, and like Captain Marvel's sign was on Nick Fury's phone, and a total of like two people cheered. (laughs) And then I I was like, what? Who is is that? Same vibe. You know what's a piss off about that is that that is so oriented to people who appreciate comics and i know that people will say oh that's a good thing they should be pandering but if you put anything in your movie and some or show and it's like a reveal and nobody knows who they are except the people who read comics that's really stupid (laughs) so they have this little thing and it's like a cute little they have a cute little theme song i thought it was cool and it's you know she's comically evil um yeah I think it's supposed to be like a homage to the monsters or something. I had never seen that shit. Uh, the here's a big story problem with this is that now it's just uh, oh she is the evil person so she was doing all the bad things. One bunch the bad guy. Wanda didn't do nothing. She's all good. It's not her fault. What? Why are you doing this? It doesn't even make sense. It's it doesn't make like okay and then they show they show like oh she made Pietro appear oh she killed the dog. Oh, okay. And then I'm sure in the next episode, there'll be some master plan where she's like, ah, I'm, I'm trying to frame you because <laughs> because my boss, who is like Galactus, told me to or some shit like that. And it's all going to set up movie number 17, 12, 21. I, I'm so done. I was really... <laughs> after 
Endgame, I was done with Marvel because th- I was like, this is a logical place, of course, to stop. Yeah. And then this came out, and it had some buzz, and it had a cool premise, and I said, okay, I'll I'll tag, I'll, I'll get into this. I want to finish. T- I'm fin- I'm finishing these two episodes, and it's fucking canceled. Marvel is fucking canceled <laughs> after this. Not gonna be watching any X Men. Not gonna be watching any Fantastic Four. I'll just open up a comic book if I want to see that stuff. <laughs> okay, because I can't do it with this. This is just, I, I, it's just such lowest common denominator television now. I the regression, the de evolution of this is just it's a sight to behold. This show is bad now. Yeah, uh, I'm totally. I'm not gonna watch another Marvel show. Unless someone whose opinion I value tells me to watch it, it's uh, I don't know. It's it's there's two episodes left, and you know what's another thing I want to say is that this show is so decompressed. This did not need to be nine episodes, okay? Nope. It's like even in this episode, like they have the reveal. What else happens? When you have a show that, like, you're kind of building on mystery and tension, you can't just have too many episodes. Like, Vision does shit all in this episode. He drives around yeah. with a quirky scientist lady, and they make a couple of jokes, and then the episode ends with the stinger. It's uh, it's just frustrating to me. I don't know. It, it... And the whole thing is, like, if, if that's the mystery, just she's evil, and... um the the interesting stuff in in the first three episodes were just um shield sending uh people in like why even have those first few episodes like what you're just building onto nothing because like every reveal is just oh okay i i just wish that the show was it needed tighter scripting. It needed to respect the audience's intelligence more, and it needed to just move away a little bit from the t- typical Marvel stuff. And I know people bitch on and on about the Marvel formula, and it's all the same. It's all the same. And for the most part, I kind of agree. Although I think there's there are some good movies in the series. It's just I, at this point, what am I here for besides like affection for the characters, which I, I don't really have. I don't have a terrible attachment to these characters. I don't think they're particularly that well written. I don't think... And he, this is the last thing I'll say about this. In this episode... Um, uh, what is what is her name? Darcy Lewis says to Vision, you know, I was, I've been watching that show and I can tell you guys really love each other. I can't. <laughs> I can't. That's what I thought too. And I was like, also, uh, she's like, oh yeah, you may not be alive or real, but your love is. And I was like, what? Are you, are you serious? Are we five years old? Like, it's not that well developed, and it's not developed well at all in the movies. So, nice try. Yeah, uh, there's like that scene where they make food, and she says, We need paprika, and he says, like, What's that? Okay. Yeah, there's barely any love. Their love in like the first three episodes is just like campy love that they would write in 60s sitcom like it's not she's just and it's also fake because she's controlling everything like what that that whole thing just confused the the bejesus out of me yeah it's uh it's unfortunate uh turn for the series i mean we'll watch the next two episodes here because there's only two left 
but I'm really like not that looking forward to it because there isn't even that much left to do besides inevitably punch bad guy. Yep, we're gonna have that big punch scene where they start punching each other, and then there'll be a stinger for Captain Marvel two, or uh, Doctor Strange or Spider Verse. Uh, Do you see the post credit scene? Yeah. What was the point of that? That was crazy. It's so st- st- stupid. It just it just him saying Snooper's gonna snoop and that's it. What? Well, they're gonna team up and f- help punch a bad guy. <laughs> well, I can't wait. I'm so excited. <laughs> Holy shit! I'm gonna come. <laughs> Holy shit! I'm coming! Ah! <laughs> Yeah, fuck this. That's gonna be awesome. It's gonna be. It's gonna be so freaking awesome. You know what I love? This, I'm not gonna be sarcastic. I don't love this. I hate this. <laughs> I. It's so annoying. How and it makes no sense to me. If someone can please explain this to me, why do they have recaps on the episodes of Wandavision? Because they're. Uh, I'm watching this in two ways. Either a, I'm watching this in the future, and I'm just binging all these episodes in a row. And then I, why would I need a recap? Or option B, I'm watching this as they come out, and I have the brain capacity to remember what I watched last week. Why the hell are they doing minute long recaps? Like I, I saw it. I got gotcha. you. Uh, yeah, especially because um, it's the, the plot. In this is very simple, you know, and that's yep. that's another disappointing thing is that you. You think there'd be a little bit of complexity and, you know, maybe some psychological thriller elements. Yep. Yeah, no. No, no, no. No, 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 no. Sorry. It was Agnes all along. Wow. That's, wow. That's, that really blew my top off when I saw another character that I knew in my funny book. I know that character! And she killed the dog. Ah, I was so attached to that dog. God, you know what? When when people get eviscerated and tortured in movies, it doesn't bother me. But when a dog dies, oh my! I'm God. shitting my pants. Um. Yeah. All right. Ten bags for this movie. Ten bags for Wandavision. Same. You um. Same. Same. Uh. All right. So ten bags for them both. Matt, you have anything else you want to say? Nah. If you enjoyed anything you heard today, make sure to stay tuned for weekly episodes available for streaming on Spotify, Apple Podcasts, and umfm.com. And don't forget to follow our Instagram page at COP Podcast.